Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, and I am joined by the one and only Aram in Toronto. What up, Aram? Hello. Wow. Thank you for that. Um, I'm doing good. I uh, am always excited to be here, and it's always a twice a twice a year thing when we can talk post Raptors Warriors games. So uh, the local <laughs> the local team versus the team in my heart. Yep the the local team that beat the Warriors JV team one nineteen <laughs> to one hundred. It was interesting watching this game because it's like easy to get frustrated with like oh man we're getting whooped but like there's no point in looking at the score or really the overall results of this game they they punted totally and <laughs> it's also easy to get mad at Chioza. I, I i made a prediction <laughs> which which you mentioned in in yesterday's episode that i really thought like we knew we knew that they were going to rest half the team uh they confirmed it soon after the boston game and uh and so i was like texting you i was like who who do you think is going to be the high score i was like Kerr loves Chioza. He loves him some Chioza. And Chioza has that irrational confidence, which, you know, if you're 5'9 or whatever he is, you you have to have that to even sniff the league. So I'm like, he's putting up, he's going to put up 30 shots. He, you know, his three-point shot looks okay sometimes. And uh, so I was like, Chioza all the way is going to be the number one score. And he ended up being the second to last uh, high scorer. So uh, <laughs> seven assists, setting up the offense. So good for him. Uh, but uh, I'm very disappointed in Chioza's effort tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. But uh, yeah, I'd be sarcastic. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't catch that. Chris Chioza, man, every time he gets major minutes, it just makes me miss Nico Mannion more and more every day. So I picked Jonathan Kaminga to be the high scorer because, I mean, that's the obvious choice, right? And that's what we all yeah. wanted to see. So I give you props for going with like a very thoughtful, strategic. Some might say you you outsmarted yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was definitely way too much thinking there. But I want to know what you thought of Kaminga. I mean, that that, you know, this this was one of those games where I didn't mind them resting them for obvious reasons of like, hey, we need to preserve these guys. We're 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 looking for a deep playoff run. Um, let's not have them go into COVID hot Ontario right now. Let's not have them even bother to cross the border. Just send them home. And then the upshot of that is that we get a classic Warriors game where, uh, you know, a development game where we'll get classic fits on the call and, you know, prospects that were were you know, there's going to be some unknown, unknown quality. So I, I want to know what you thought of uh, Kaminga tonight. Well, you know, he was the main draw, right? When you're sitting the stars, you know, the veterans, the all-stars, the future Hall of Famers, then we get what we've been wanting for a long time, which is major Kaminga minutes. And he didn't disappoint. I mean, that guy shows, I mean, he showed pretty much the whole package of his abilities, right? We've seen him be able to guard one through five on switches. He's 19. He just turned 19 in October. So he's super young. Hey, if he grows like another inch or two, that's just like, that'd be amazing. I mean, he's, he's fine as he is at six, eight, but imagine if he was like six, nine, six, ten. Mm-hmm. Yikes. But the dude is what we haven't had for much of the dynasty outside of Kevin Durant, right? Is the guy who can just get to the rim. He can get his shot and he gets fouled. And then he hit 
what, four of six from three? <laughs> and, Very unexpected there. But everybody has been saying, you know, since we, since way back in the scouting process, like he's not a good shooter, but his shot has never looked bad. It's never looked broken. There's a slight hitch, a very slight hitch and a hesitation when yeah. he shoots a three, but for the most part, it's relatively, it's relatively smooth and solid. So as long as yeah. he takes the coaching, I mean, he did get a little wild towards the end of the game. You know, he's young and a little unbridled there and forced a couple turnovers and had a couple of bad possessions. But overall, this game, it shows you like all these other dudes on the Warriors are just role players at best, right? Kaminga yeah. was the only guy who popped off the screen for the Warriors. And that's that's fine. That's how it should be, right? These are not our starters, right? Like, so it's okay if JTA and Damian Lee and Gary Payton II aren't leading the team with 20, 25 points. You know, I had hoped to see 20 at least from Kaminga and what he got 26, could have gotten a yeah, few more if yeah. he hit some free throws. And yeah, like it's it's fun to watch. And I've been looking forward to the battles between him and Scotty Barnes. And it feels like Kaminga kind of takes those a little bit personally. Uh, yeah. It seemed like that in the summer league. And, you know, the guy was drafted a couple spots ahead of him. I have a feeling like Kaminga is super cocky and is super competitive because he's always, his motor is always going and he's yeah. nonstop. So, you know, I, I love that. And it's also cool because it's always seemed like the Raptors have had those kinds of guys in recent years, long, young, athletic, and the Warriors don't have anyone like that <laughs> except Kaminga. And I was like, oh, okay, take that, Chris Boucher. Like He's going to yeah. jump over you and dunk on you. He's going to drive past you, and he's going to put like a, a little floater hook shot over Scotty Barnes. And so, hey. Nice. You saw a lot of his package and it was finally nice to um, it was nice to see it. And also he did it for the most part within the flow of things. He did have, yeah. you know, six turnovers or whatever, but he did it in the flow of the offense. It was highly efficient. He didn't end up having a lot of assists or, or much of a floor game. But, you know, I think that tends to happen also in the Warrior system is it, it kind of flattens um, certain things uh, unless you're Draymond. Or Steph, right? Certainly, I think his rebounding is something that needs a lot of work. I mean, I'll get back to those things that I think he needs to work on. But I mean, it, it was just nice to see, you know, he had a nice little blow by uh, Precious for a dunk, like the baby hook that you talked about. Like those, these were nice, nice moments for us to see. And, you know, it makes you think about like, oh, you know, this is the type of run that all of these rookies in the lottery uh, are getting. And, and he's not. And so it's kind of like, ah, oh, it would be really nice to see him get these kind of minutes. And, you know, they have talked about how, oh, development can happen in other ways, in practice, in drills, by watching. And I hope that's true, because seeing these glimpses is really exciting. And seeing, like, you know, imagining what this dude could be in a year, you know, next season, the season after that. That's super exciting uh, with some more growth, either, you know, with his skills, his height, his strength. I mean, he already looks stronger. He already yeah. looks more chiseled, at least, you yeah. know, he's kind of a marvel. And just like last year when they said, we've never had anybody like James Wiseman before, you know, I don't think we've ever had a guy like this before, or certainly hasn't. It's been a long time since we've had somebody like Kaminga. I mean, 
I mean, even God, I mean, I can't even think of somebody who is this like physically talented and skilled too. Mm, I was about to say Anthony Randolph, but, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. uh, maybe not, but, uh, but also so raw too. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm curious, you know, it's great to see this happening in a game like this that we don't really care about. I'm curious to see the long-term development. How can right. he, how can his game get better? Like the shot looked nice tonight, but other times it looks really bad and he shoots it from his face. It's a little weird. Can he expand that floor game? Can mm-hmm. he get better at rebounding? Like he, like that will get him on the floor for sure. Um, and then I also want to see how he can, how he can plug in to this team for the rest of this year, because you've heard some of the players say like, Hey, uh, like Draymond mentioned it, like, you know, he's, he's a guy that like none of us can do what he does. And so where can they make him efficient? And so he can be useful later on in the season. And then when is, <laughs> when is Kerr, the coaching staff? And yeah, I'm sure it's not just a Kerr thing, but when are they going to give him more of a chance, a little bit more run? I'm hoping to see it soon because he's electric when he's on the floor. And this is a team that, uh, you know, I think, I think they've had some, a few injuries here and there. You know, Andre was out for a little while. They're they're trying to find the right combinations. We have two major pieces coming in. So all of this is going to be in flux. Um, people's roles are going to be redefined with uh, Clay and Wiseman coming back. But it's a long season. So let's still be patient with it too. But man, it's nice to see some of these, uh, these athletic things, these moments that just like pop off and to see him do it in such a, kind of organic way uh, with the rest of the team. You know, I was actually trying to figure out a couple episodes ago who is the last guy the Warriors had in my lifetime, in my fandom, that was like this. And obviously, when you say like, like this guy, I mean, we haven't really, right? Like, obviously, KD is a totally different beast physically and just height wise and skill wise. And he was already well established. He was an MVP. Exactly. The only other person I can think of different position is Chris Webber, just in terms of Mm. the pure talent and physicality. I mean, of course, Wiseman from last season, but you look at Kaminga and there's certain things that you feel from him. Like, you know, sometimes with rookies, even in garbage time, I watch them on defense to see what happens. Like, will their guy score on them? And a lot of times, even if they play good D, like, ah, yeah, that guy just scored on him anyway. Kaminga, people don't score on him as easily, as often, you know? Mm-hmm, and man. it's like he'll make things happen on defense. And so he has these strange intangibles, which I think are also pretty unique. I can't say that Wiseman has those. You know, just, yeah. you know, base comparing them from last year because I haven't seen enough. I mean, we can get into that later. But Kaminga, the dude drove with his left hand, you know, <laughs> he drove left. He drove with his right. He hit threes. He had some good passes. He had some bad ones, but he had he's thinking the right things and trying to execute the right things. So I'm sitting there wanting him to get the ball on every possession. But even when he did some good stuff, he did get wild, but like he would still try to make the right play in a lot of these situations. So it's exciting. And in terms of getting him into the rotation, it definitely feels like something that by February, 
March, you're going to start seeing him more. He just needs to get these mistakes out of the system because what we saw in this game was pretty much what we've seen throughout the season, but just a game, right? Like he did some amazing things, but then got a little too maybe overconfident, which is fine. You want him to try stuff and then would make mistakes. And that's when Kerr would pull him in general. But, you know, as much as we love JTA and Damian Lee, the writing's on the wall. Those spots are going to go, those minutes in the future. I'm not saying end of this season, but next season, quite possibly. Those minutes are going to definitely Kaminga and possibly Moody, depending on how their guard wing situation looks like yeah. uh, moving forward. And Lee is going to lose minutes to Clay, you know, for yes. sure. Yes, so, absolutely. Um, I mean, and and Kaminga, so Kaminga's kind of like that guy in the uh, in a superhero movie who just like has all this like like powers. <laughs> he just yeah. he doesn't know how he doesn't know how to control it, and they have to like really hone that in. While you were thinking about um, somebody from the past who he might compare to, I was thinking, what about Jason Richardson? You know, a higher pick, super raw, uh, needed. I mean. You know, he was a little bit less of an unknown because uh, he played at Michigan State. I think they they had, you know, NCAA runs. So people were familiar with him. But just like that, uh, if you remember how raw Jay Rich was and and how, you know, each year he kind of added something to his game, right? Like he started taking shots off of one foot instead of two all the time. And then eventually to the point where he could be a reliable three point shooter. So, right. I mean, and he had, a, he ended up having a great career. Um, yeah. If Kaminga had, could have something like a career like that, like, uh, I mean, that's probably even lower than what most of us are thinking right now, but, but mm-hmm. Jay Rich had a damn good career. So um, yeah. that'll be amazing to have something like that. Yeah. And similarly, I remember when the Warriors drafted Richardson, I was really excited because it was, I mean, throughout the nineties, after we got rid of Sprewell and Weber, there was such a dearth of athleticism and energy. And every time we got rid of those guys, it was a, it was a downgrade in athleticism too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, tonight I was expecting Bimbo Coles and Muggsy Bogues to check into the game. (laughs) You know, I was like, where's Terry Cummings, you know? Uh, But when they got Richardson, it was like, oh wow. Now they finally have a basketball player, like a real athletic basketball player. I mean, (laughs) coincidentally, they had another one that year in Gilbert Arenas, but that's a whole nother story. And so obviously the Warriors do have a lot more talent than back then, but the Warriors brought in this switchable wing era, right? And Mm -hmm. now they have a new one, this new shiny object. And I think that you know, we, we've talked about this, right? Like out of all the people that I've had on the show, all the guests, you and I have talked about Kaminga the most because we went over the, the whole draft stuff, um, <laughs> Summer League. We talked about, you know, this season already. And I mean, we talked about how we think he's going to be the Warriors' best player potentially in four years, right? So I still think that tracks, you know what I mean? Especially because I feel like it tracks even more more than ever right now from what we've seen. I mean, you know, who knows what we'll see from Wiseman when he comes back. Uh, You know, Poole looks, you know, he's going to be a solid player. He's starting to guard and he's playing well. Uh, But man, I mean, Kaminga looks looks like he could be something else. And it's great because 
he, I, I, the one question I had about some of his drives to the basket over the summer were, I thought he kind of had a high dribble and mm-hmm. I wondered if his quickness would translate and it does. It definitely does. And he's tightened things up and I think he's going to be dangerous. It's like to see him go up against OG Ananobi, to go up against Chris Boucher, to go up against Scotty Barnes. Again, none of those guys are all-stars and Pascal Siakam wasn't playing, but those are guys that would, the types of players that would mess with the the Warriors over the past few years. And now we have somebody who's basically potentially better, which brings me to my question for you is you and I were huge Scotty Barnes fans and you probably get to watch him a little bit more than I do. So I'm always, always interested in seeing how Barnes and Kaminga play. They didn't guard each other right off the bat, but definitely off of switches and, and on transition. What is your take on Barnes and versus Kaminga right now and for the future? Man, I mean, Barnes, he he looks good. Like, he, he looks better than... He's definitely farther along than Kaminga. And just even on his own, he's a lot farther than I think most people thought he would be. Definitely. Like, Sure, his his shooting isn't always uh like, but but it looked pretty good tonight. Like the free throw stroke looked good. Like the size really plays. I mean, there's a lot to like there, and I mean, there's a reason why he's in the kind of like top three for rookie of the year. And so many people expected them. I think maybe even us expected them to get Suggs, who's out, you know, for a while now. And can't uh, really still shoot will, very well. <laughs> yeah, but and and you know he'll probably still be a good player. But uh, I mean, I think I think they they swung for the fences on Barnes, and and so far it looks like a it looks like a home run because he looks good, man. As much as we like Kaminga, could you imagine what you're seeing from Barnes on on, yeah. on this team? Like he he would be playing more than Kaminga. He's just more polished, right? Yeah, and he can definitely do more things to help a team win. And his shooting is nowhere as bad as everybody uh, thought during the pre-draft, draft, post-draft, whatever, during the summer. He shoots fine enough for a 20-year-old rookie yeah. or 19-year-old rookie or whatever he is. This draft was good. This draft was good. Like Thinking about the, the, the kids that came out this year. They're really showing out. It's it's really fun to see. It's really fun to see. I was thinking about this recently, and I'm like, wow, this, you know, every draft seems relatively decent. Unless, I mean, unless it's a trash draft, every draft seems pretty good for a couple years, but it really remains to be seen for at least five plus years to see how people pan out. But I was looking at this draft, and it seems as advertised. Right. Mm-hmm. We'll see if anyone goes into sophomore slumps. But I mean, everywhere from you know, Cade, Jalen Green, uh, Evan Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Giddy, you know, yeah. like Kaminga. <laughs> it's like Davion Mitchell, <laughs> Chris Duarte, and then Franz, you know, Franz uh, Wagner. Yeah. Uh, even Zaire Williams shows like he can play in the NBA. And yeah. my sleeper pick, Brandon Boston. Oh. <laughs> I know. So, you know, hey, it's it's always the thing about draft is you're always just like, man, we should have gotten him. And Moody is going to have a long career. You know, he has some nice moments the last two nights. And what do you expect from another 19-year-old uh, right. starting in the NBA 
you know, in his whatever fifth game or whatever. <laughs> but of course, you know, you you go you go back and you see the draft order. Like, who was picked after him? That would be better. And uh, and it was just like they should have gotten. Brandon Boston, <laughs> pick, you know, because yeah. you know everybody was like, "Oh, Kaminga was the the wild card home run swing, and Moody yep. was the safe pick, right?" Yeah, and um, we were all Duarte. You know, like, well, we could have gotten two home runs, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, and it's just you know, Boston has had some nice games, and you know, all these dudes can score, so we'll we'll see in in the long run, right? Who who right. turns out to be better for this team? Who turns out to be a better fit? Blah 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 blah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, you you can't help but look at the people drafted afterwards and 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 just and just wonder and just dream. Man, it's crazy that Kaminga and. Barnes, they're both listed as at six seven two twenty five, so it's going to be interesting, right? Like I, I think Barnes obviously it's it's clear that he's super polished and he just knows how to play basketball. But for this season, I would take Scotty Barnes. But for the future, and again, this is obviously a a homer pick. Uh, I just like Kaminga because there's so many. It feels like there's so many more unknowns, and Ooh. his his highlights to me just like. I like that. Put that in a time capsule. Put that take yeah, in a time capsule. Let's come back to it. It's a tough call. And like I said, it's a, it's a total homer pick. But here's the thing. If the Warriors had Scotty Barnes, Scotty Barnes next to a healthy James Wiseman versus a Kaminga next to a Wiseman, Scotty Barnes helps him more, right? Just mm-hmm. because of the passing and the facilitating and all that stuff. So we'll see. We'll see. Kaminga was drafted seventh. So there were six dudes picked ahead of him. Where would you take Kaminga amongst those top six? I would take him the Homer pick here too. I would take him over Suggs. I would take him over Giddy and maybe over Green. Um, but Cunningham, Mobley, Barnes, I mean, they they look great. Yeah. So I would feel okay about that with the Homer colored glasses on, of course. But um, yeah. just because we've seen him more and. And because he's on our team, we can we can be excited. It's like, uh, yeah, there's going to be a little bit of a bump there. But I like what I've seen so far. I don't think it's just homers because there's been some national people who have mentioned him in when they've talked about draft classes. Like, I think Sam Vecini, who's a big draft guy, obviously for the Athletic, uh, did mention that Kaminga looks good when when he's in, and uh, and we've seen him be the kind of like spark plug guy. So I, I I like that he's he's doing as much as he can in the role that he's given at the time uh, of, of each game. So, you know, he has a little bit of perspective of time and place. And and maybe that's that's something that is the, the coaching staff is doing a good job of. It's like, okay, hey, you know, we just need you to do this tonight. You know, these are some things that we need you to do, right? And <laughs> And for God's sakes, don't turn it over. You know what I mean? Because that's 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 gonna be the that's gonna be what gets him off the floor. So well, what I like about him is he doesn't foul much. And I know that this year, like there seems to be more contact allowed in general. So that helps. But for a rookie, he doesn't get in too bad of foul trouble at all. Yeah, I mean, I I think in general, you you know, you're not seeing the kind of rookie fouls. You know, it's like oh, I'm going to call a foul because you're a rookie. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, in general, I think the, the officiating has been pretty good across the league. Um, the, the tweaks that they've made has been has been good. But yeah, I mean, I, I love I love when they put him 
at the top of the key and he just picks up somebody. Um, yeah. It's it's so awesome to see and then see him switching on people. And he's only going to get better at that too. I'm on the same page with you. Like, you know, definitely over Giddy, over Suggs. I mean, <laughs> I feel like Suggs would be doing better if he was drafted by Toronto, but I just don't yeah. believe in Orlando's organization and set up and he landed on a team with like four other guards who need the yeah, ball as much Cole as Anthony uh, taking all the oxygen there. So exactly. Yeah. But I, I do hope that he, uh, he gets more playing time towards the second half. It only, it only makes sense. He just has to earn that trust a little bit more, right? Like stop yeah. making a few more of those mistakes. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game, but with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The question to me is, I mean, how do you think James Wiseman would have been different if he was brought along this way? the way Kaminga has been. And it's great because like, you know, watching the Toronto game, Kaminga has some of those physical attributes as some of the Toronto guys. And we got that development coach from Toronto. So it's like, great. He's taking Mm -hmm. all the coaching, you know, and that's a Mm -hmm. huge reason why he needs that, you know, because he's a guy who has all these talents that needs to be reined in and also see what it's like to be like a winning basketball player. But yeah, Wiseman, what do you think? I mean, it seems like, the development and the focus on it, the coaching changes has made a big difference, whether it's their defensive schemes, um, but also this development of young players. It just, you know, it seems maybe more than anything, it's like clearer communication of what is expected of you right now. You mm-hmm. know, I think you saw Wiseman last year and it just didn't seem like it was that clear of what they expected him to do. Right. And, you know, I don't know that we can underestimate the effects of uh, the COVID protocols last year, you know, because they were much stricter than they are this year. Right. Um, And all, you know, got such a late start and blah, 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 and so forth. Um, But I think you're really, I think you're really seeing it. And, you know, one thing that might be a little bit out of left field that gives me hope for Wiseman's development and this kind of coaching, you know, the shift in, coaching uh, staff and philosophy is um, is to see Looney, actually. So mm-hmm. if you remember, um, Slater from The Athletic did that feature on uh, Dejan Milojevic is one of the the new coaches who who was kind of like, you know, James Wiseman is his project, right? He's like a big man coach. But uh, one of the lines in that, and, you know, it was kind of framed as a joke, but, uh, you know, he insisted and emphasized that, like, hey, I don't just work with, 
with James, I work with Looney too. And that he was like, uh, you know, in very enthusiastic about working with Looney. And I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like Looney is finishing way better than he has before. I mean, he still has this uh, triple pump fake and pass out, you know, sometimes frustratingly so, because you're just like imagining Wiseman just rising and dunking on people. But, um, but at the same time, Looney's finishing looks pretty good sometimes. And he's like uh, his footwork to set himself up for a dunk off, a, off, you know, like a, a pocket pass or that kind of thing. It looks way better than or or he's like doing things I've never seen him do before. Um, and then he had, you know, a game winning shot against the Pacers, too. So all of that is to say uh, it comes back to Wiseman in that like, yes, Wiseman has not played. Uh, he's not even scrimmaging yet. We don't know when he's coming back, but, um, you know, trust that there's been work done with him, uh, to the point where, you know, if it is footwork drills, um, finishing drills, getting a little softer touch around the, the basket, like not necessarily just having a dunk, right? Like other ways of finishing, being in the right place for certain types of sets. So that's something I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about seeing in the second half. And I think the team needs it too. Because that's going to be something that really pushes them. Uh, I feel like, you know, it may have been the weight of the the Steph three-point record. I, I think that definitely was weighing on them. But uh, they just have seemed to be off and they haven't really played great games. They're still winning, but they haven't looked great. And I think, you know, the excitement of integrating these dudes back in and making it the best team and, and pushing it forward. Like, you know, in a weird way, I'm hoping that, reintegrating clay and wiseman will get them through this kind of like dog day stretch which is usually right. the, the you know kind of january february stage right mm-hmm. and then and then the push right go yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like the last couple of weeks i mean ever since that clippers game where they were flat until pool saved them in the third and staff saved them in the fourth and then they played phoenix and then they played phoenix again and then they play the spurs and and stuff like they haven't looked as crisp mm-hmm. as uh they had been it, it's probably a combination of things the record chasing other teams getting up for them way more than they were before our own raised expectations and then oh, sure. also just more scouting in general knowing that some of these bench guys i mean the great thing about the i've talked about this before the great thing about the early dynasty teams pre KD was that the bench was made up of dudes who were veterans who had started. Some were all-stars a couple times. And now our bench is full of a lot of guys who are journeymen, just crack the league. And that's why you're seeing like on the road, some of these guys just aren't hitting, right? Mm -hmm. JTA did not look great against the Raptors. He was doing some of the fumbling kind of game looks a little too fast for him type stuff that I used to criticize him for early last season. He does really great at home, but sometimes like on the road, he just looks a half step behind everybody else. But like right now, there's a kind of this lull, right? Because it's like, okay, this team can be great. They're not really playing as well. What's going to boost this level of excitement to like this next level again, right? Mm -hmm. Just that. And 100% agree, like Clay getting back is going to be my blue. I don't think... I even fathom how huge that's going to feel, especially if he plays like 75% or better. 
of who he was before. And then the whole Wiseman thing, I've always been a massive fan. And just seeing Kaminga come along slowly, I just wish Wiseman had this opportunity because they just threw him into some weird fire last year. And it's unfortunate because if Wiseman were rookie this year, I mean, he has some of the same levels of different player, different talents, but some of the same amount of talent that Kaminga has, right? If they were able to hone that and slow play it, how different he would look. I still think they can do that. And it's frustrating because the fact that he's not playing, that's when everybody's like mind just runs. It's like, oh, he's a bust. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he's just going to be that guy who can't play with Steph. But he doesn't need to right off the bat, right? Like he needs yeah. to get uh, 10 to 15 minutes where he has positive plus minuses, where he has a solid effect, where he gets a couple fouls called on the other team and stretches the offense vertically. I still think he can do that. And I still believe in a couple of years, He'll be one of their best players, but I feel like he'll contribute enough this season. I just want to make sure that uh, if it just like breaks, right, even just a little bit, like it'll take some time. But if, even if there's just glimpses, I mean, can you imagine a a, a lineup with young dudes, Poole, yeah. <laughs> Kaminga next to Wiseman, figuring out some kind of chemistry there, sprinkling in whomever else, whether it's a a couple of vets, a couple of the starters or whatever. That would be amazing. Like there's a whole wrinkle to this lineup, to the squad that we haven't even let ourselves imagine. I think, you know, yeah. we haven't let ourselves like run wild with like what it could be like to see Wiseman healthy and playing well and, and developing. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that a lot. Yeah. I, I, I've been thinking about it and, you know, especially the holiday season and thinking that like Wiseman is that uh, is that toy or electronics thing or something, you know, the thing you've been wanting to like use or play with if you were a kid, right? Like for so long in the anticipation of, uh, and you just have to wait, you just have to wait, you just have to yeah. wait. But Clay coming back is kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, um, seeing a friend or a loved one that you haven't seen in a few years and, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing them come back too. So different sentiments, but both good things, both good things that are coming, coming our way really, really soon. So um, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. We just have to be patient with it. Yeah. And all that stuff with Wiseman comparing him to Anthony Edwards or Lamella Ball, that's never going to go away. But pragmatically speaking, we just have to look at how he fits and how he helps this team get to the finals, hopefully win a title, and then basically just move up the ladder a little bit more next year too, you know? Yeah. I mean, you saw with last year uh, with Phoenix having so much success and Aiton being part of that, nobody cared anymore that Doncic was picked later or Trey Young was picked later. I mean, the reason why people will talk about the other people who are picked, like, it's because like, you know, Bagley's on a trash team, <laughs> right? So the team does well, it's all good. It doesn't matter, right? Exactly. Um, so, and we're doing well. We're going to do well. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Convinced. Let's let's do this. Anything else you want to talk about? Yeah. You know, the, the Raptors were 
playing the Warriors and uh, Precious Achua. There was a so they have like a show. It's kind of like those. Um, what, what's the show that it it, it covers the NFL team? It's kind of like knocks, in the locker room. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of something like that, but uh, but for the Raptors, right? So they have that on TV here. So Precious Achua, he was on Miami last year, got traded in the uh, Kyle Lowry sign and trade. And uh, so he's new to the Raptors and the Raptors are playing in Canada this, this year, whereas they didn't last year. And so um, uh, on the show, uh, they, uh, they go with him to the supermarket to buy some milk. And uh, so for all you listeners out there, if you didn't know, uh, in Canada, milk comes in plastic bags. And so, so they, so, so <laughs> which, uh, Hey, I didn't know that either when I first came here. Um, and so they Why? go through this whole, uh, less materials for, I, I, you know what? I don't know why they do that. Is it they, something they've done for like decades or just in yeah. recent years? Yeah. It's, it's been decades apparently. Is it shaped like an udder? No. Uh, it comes in a, it comes in a large bag. And there's three smaller bags inside that. So, um, so what you do and what you see him do in the video is, is like he's trying to figure out how to open this, right? And uh, and so and then you put the bag in a plastic holder, which to me always felt really stupid too, because it's like, well, why didn't you put it in a carton in the first place? Because <laughs> you're gonna put this bag into a holder where you so you can pour it out. Because if you just have a bag, then it's just loose and it's gonna leak everywhere. So. So really funny video uh, really brought me back to when I first moved here and was like, uh, you know, what is what is this milk in a bag doing? So uh, <laughs> and there and there is even a um, a tool that is probably you can only find here is um, it's not a scissors. It's like a it's like a specifically designed like razor blade that you can keep on your fridge where you can just like hold the corner of the bag and you go and it cuts off a little corner uh a little uh circumcision of the milk bag you know <laughs> so you can uh yeah so you could so you go you pour out your milk now uh very very bizarre uh commonplace now but uh but definitely for all folks who come here for the first time and buy milk it's like wait wait what milk comes in a bag <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I don't drink milk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you to everybody who hung around long enough to listen to that story. <laughs> the more you know. Uh, this is our uh, we're uh, we're building bridges here and uh, keeping people informed. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Always. Let's all have a ho safe holiday season. Let's get to this Christmas game. Uh, I hope it gets played with everybody's healthy, and it's going to be a good game if we can keep everybody healthy and keep it on schedule. All right. This has been another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Hit up Aram at Aram Collier, A-R-A-M-C-O-L-L-I-E-R. -L -L -E Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com and be sure to tell your fellow Warrior fan friends to tune in and listen. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society and is a part of the Basketball Podcast Network. And if you're so inclined, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and say nice stuff about us too. A review. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. 
Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.